Welcome to episode 19 of Behaviorally Speaking, a podcast featuring board-certified behavior analysts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. On this episode, our hosts talk about time management, prioritization, and that thief of time procrastination. They give suggestions and ideas to try at home with young kids just learning about the passage of time to teenagers who you wish could get to school without any reminders. Behaviorally Speaking is brought to you by Will of Rethink Division, an employer-provided digital well-being solution to support parents and caregivers of children with learning, social, and behavioral challenges. And now, here are your hosts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. Hello and welcome to our 19th episode of Behaviorally Speaking, last one of the year. I can't believe it. I'm one of your hosts, Angela Nelson, board-certified behavior analyst and mother of two. And I'm Kristen Bondi, also a board-certified behavior analyst and mother of three. Yeah, our last one of the year, and this is our second year. So I know. It's, it's crazy to think about that. I know. I know. I can't oh. believe it. Yeah, oh. we're already planning next year, year three. Got some mm-hmm. good stuff coming along. So, yeah. yeah. It's so Let's- crazy. And I was thinking about this when we started. If we went back and listened to our first episode, like our kids, mine were like one and three. And so it's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's so interesting that the changes that have happened over the course of the years, because, you know, in our these young ages, it's like there's a big difference between one yeah. and three. <laughs> so yeah. now my little one's three. And so it's a whole, whole different set of issues. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I know. How are you doing otherwise? What's it up in your neck good. of the woods? Oh, pretty good. You know, gearing up for the holidays. We're not traveling yeah. anywhere because our baby's just little. So that's just a, you know, it's a lot. Lots yeah. of manage with three. Yeah. <laughs> three is a game changer. So we're going to we're gonna hang around the house for a while. Yeah. And then nice. maybe go next year. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what about you guys? Cool. It's raining in LA. Oh, wow. I know. Again? It's a huge, I know. It's a huge event. Well, we had, a, we had a, one, you know, about five minutes of rain last week. And we had some rain, I think, in October. Um, <laughs> but... This one was a big one. They call it one of those, uh, oh, what do they call it? Like, a, I don't know, a, a big st- stream, uh, water stream, whatever it is. Oh, a weather stream? No. Yeah, something know. like that. And <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and it's come down and it, it was really stormy last night, windy. You could hear the rain on the window. And I was, I was tempted to just put my pillow over my head and say, I got to go back to sleep, but. <laughs> Because it's such a rare event, I was up and I was so excited about it, <laughs> looking outside, and other people are probably like, "Oh, you're this is ridiculous, very sad." Oh, that's but funny, <laughs> it's it's crazy how different it is. Like in Florida, I'm in Florida now. I don't know if anyone, our, our listeners, know that I moved to Florida, um, but I'm in Florida now, and it's like it's just your you know everyday afternoon shower. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. standard, and it, it usually is about five minutes. But it's like, oh, whoops, just hold on, let me just hide under this you know awning for five minutes and then it'll stop. So it's like a daily occurrence here. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it's so exciting for us. Yeah, so. some your way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's kick it off. We are talking about time management today, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. We've got kind of our whole series. We've got several in a row that we did on those executive functioning skills. So this is right. going to be another related topic, a really common one we hear a lot about. So just to kind of kick us off, um, one of the things that 
we want to think about is first kind of framing the problem. So when we think about kids' challenges around time management, we need to think about what might be going on, getting at the root or the heart of the issue. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more today. And then we also have some strategies too. We have some for older kids and some for younger kids. They do vary. Some are similar, but then there are some that are going to be you know, more specific to the age group. So we'll dive into all of that today. Yes. Yeah. So this is a big one. I think that this is probably one that I hear a lot with families that I talk to. And then, you know, just kids in general don't always just know how to manage their time. So we have to teach them that. And before we even can get into time management, we have to think about, does your child understand the concept of time? So a lot of times I'll talk with families and they'll say, my child doesn't, you know, they'll say they're going to go get a shower and then they come back down, you know, 30 minutes later and they didn't shower and what's going on. And, or, you know, I've given them this amount of window to get this done and they, they always exceed that window. And so I usually say, well, does your child understand the concept of time? So do they know what's the difference between five minutes or 30 minutes? And Mm -hmm. does your child have a realistic view of how long it takes them to do something? And so it's really important to do some brainstorming there. Yeah. Great point. So, yeah. And so you could do that a, a few different ways. And one of my favorite activities is it's called, you could call it a time detective activity. Um, and what you would do is you would write down some, some activities for your child. So getting a shower, maybe making their lunch, doing their homework. And then you would ch- ask your child to guess or estimate how much time they think it's going to take them to do it. They'll write that down and then you actually have them do it and time it. And then you can see the discrepancies. So mm-hmm. it's it could be kind of interesting to see if your child says, oh, it takes me 10 minutes to shower or, or 10 minutes to get ready for school. And then you look at it and you're like, well, that took you 45 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> let's figure out what's going on here um, and let's see where some of those challenges are. So that's always really helpful to help your child to determine the concept of time. Mm-hmm. And one other quick tip on that, there is um, many different apps for this, but one of the old school uh, ways to, to use a timer is called the time timer. And mm-hmm. you can look it up. But basically what it is, is it's showing your child the passage of time. And so this can be so helpful for helping a child see how long they are doing something. So maybe that shower is taking 25 minutes. You set a timer, that time timer in the shower and then set it for 10 minutes, and then they can see that time ticking away. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. it's it's such an important point, too. I think when we have younger kids, as adults, we don't realize kids don't know what time is and mm-hmm. <laughs> what the difference between right. a minute and an hour. And then, right. you know, even with our older kids, our teenagers, they may have a hard time estimating. So mm-hmm. I like that time timer example. I think that's a really great way to help bring some perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> to time. Exactly. Cool. Well, so we're going to go into a couple different tips or steps rather, and I'm going to take the younger kids. Kristen, you're going to take the older kids and Mm -hmm. we'll kind of lay this out. So step one, our first kind of idea, first tip really to help kids with time management, setting a conducive environment. So (laughs) that goes for everything from finding a place for everything so that they don't spend time looking for stuff, thinking about preparation, planning, and so on. So just your context, your setting, your event, your environment. So when it comes to younger kids, one of the things that we wanted to highlight is having a place for completed versus need to be completed homework and projects and those sorts of things. So 
we've talked about this a lot, Kristen, just Mm -hmm. having a physical space, right? So it's a a reminder or just a nice visual of, okay, this is my work that I need to get done. This is my bin or my folder for stuff that's already done. You know, this setting up these environmental, um, I guess, accommodations for yourself really help you to manage time. So you're organized. It's all about kind of going back to organization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And I was going to say that, um, I get asked a lot from families, so maybe I'll put this in here, but a lot of families will say, well, you know, everything's on the computer. Everything is, is on the computer. And even mm-hmm. for some of the little ones, their homework is on the computer or, you know, their projects are on the computer. So you can still use this strategy, but what you would do is just maybe write it out on some note cards or write it down on something. So you can still have your completed and your need to do folders or files and, Mm -hmm. and then just write out those activities. And that way, I think at this younger age, it's so important for them to be able to see it and then maybe check off that box. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, If it doesn't, if the apps and the homework software, I guess, whatever you're using the homework programs don't have a clear way to indicate how you're doing against your homework and projects or if this is completed and so on, then yeah, having some sort of visual, whatever it is, even just written is great. So yeah. Other things too, for the younger kids, we were thinking about another idea around toys and sports equipment, right? So having a specific place for things. I mean, how many times have we heard, (laughs) I can't find my skates. I can't find my hockey stick or I can't, (laughs) yeah, I can't find my stuff. And that goes back into, okay, we need to be organized. We need to have a certain place for things. That gets back into the time management. Let's manage our time. Let's be organized so that we're not wasting time. I talk mm-hmm. about that concept with my kids a lot. You know, Let's not waste time finding things when we could put it back where it needs to go, and then you'll know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That one is so important. And and it's, we, we have certainly experienced that. Like we're ready to leave for T-ball and it's like, ah, where's your bat? I don't know. You got to keep track of it. <laughs> you know, we're like running around mm-hmm. the house trying to find it. And so I think it's so important, even our, our little ones to teach that concept of like, everything has a home. And I think we mentioned right. it on a podcast before, like this is where your T-ball stuff goes or your baseball stuff or your soccer. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really good. And before we jump into the older kids, I was just thinking too, something really important is, and we talked about it, I think on the last podcast, but when it comes to um, organizing their space for homework or, or um, what was I thinking? Not homework. Oh, getting ready for the day. There we go. Mm -hmm. Lost my own train of thought. (laughs) So getting ready for the day. So like I had mentioned, you know, if your child takes 45 minutes to get ready, well, is everything they need in the sa- in that spot? Did they pick out their clothes before and, and stuff like that? So some mm-hmm. of those things can be really helpful for preparation for the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So as Angie mentioned, a lot of the stuff that's going to kind of coincide, some of our younger tips are going to be applicable to older kids and, and maybe even older for the younger kids. But um, so in this case, you know, talking about setting up a conducive environment for our older kids or our teens, when we're thinking about that schoolwork again, maybe if your child has a computer. So as kids get older, they might actually be doing a lot more on their computer. So setting up some folders on their computer, like, OK, all of your math work that you've saved, maybe goes in this folder on your computer or all of your, your English or your science and, and really helping st- set that stage now for kids to organize those things, mm-hmm. their folders and their email and, 
you know, this is only going to benefit them and <laughs> when they have a job someday and they've got to be organized. So start working on it now. Yeah. Folders yeah. in your email. Exactly. Oh, I know. You know, Andy, you, you taught me that, I will say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Sidebar, when we, when Angie and I first started working together and I had come on full time and she said, she's, she's very good at just kind of inserting something that she's done in there and just like, <laughs> like planting the seed, you know? So she goes, so the way that I set up my files is, <laughs> it was like, I, I store each folder like this and then put it all in there. And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> so not so to I say don't... you have to do it that way, but this is what yeah. I do. This is what I do. And it's really successful, <laughs> but it really is. So I think that this is important for kids and teens and helping them to maybe store some of that stuff. And yeah, definitely yeah. folders in their email for sure. And mm -hmm. then um, this is where we get real tricky into, so we're thinking about organizing our space at home and maybe getting ready for school. But also this is when kids start to move classes and they have a locker and then they have to make sure that they're getting their stuff to and from school and um, in, in school, maybe managing that time by not being late for your class and making mm -hmm. sure that you have maybe practiced how you're going to, what books you're going to bring and, and all of that. So, so I think that's really important. Um, yeah. I have an example I was thinking about earlier. So I, I have a family that I talk with and her little guy is, he has to wear his name badge at school and he changes for gym. And so every time he <laughs> changes for gym, he kind of throws the badge somewhere and then he changes again and he goes back to class and he's on his way to class and he realizes, ah, my badge, <laughs> it's in my locker. Mm -hmm. And every day, you know, he's, he has to run back and get it and he's late. And so we talked a little bit about using, and we'll talk some more about visual cues next, but, you know, mm -hmm. adding in something on that locker that, that says, get your badge and, or even like a clip, you know, to hang up in his locker so he would remember it. But mm -hmm. so... So we really want to make sure that we think about some of these things, planning, how can we set up the environment, and then we'll move on to the next step. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Perfect. So I'll jump into this next one. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so step two. So, uh, so once we set up our environment, um, we really want to identify some visual or some auditory supports that can help your child manage their time. Yeah, absolutely. So for the younger kids, some things to think about. Of course, we've talked about this a lot, so we're going to reinforce this, but visual timers or clocks, Kristen, you mentioned kind of that, kind of that time timer idea, mm -hmm. seeing visually the passage of time. So that red starting to run out to indicate that time is running out. Um, so having those can be really, really helpful, especially when kids start to get older too, just having mm -hmm. a clock in their room to help them stay on track, you know, okay, when do we need to leave for school and so on. Color coding your daily schedule, that's going to be helpful. That's also mm -hmm. not something new. We've talked about that before. In line with schedules and visuals, thinking about different types of calendars. So a monthly calendar, a family calendar for things like sporting games and parties, just so you can kind of manage what you're doing and when. Mm -hmm. And then, Sorry. yeah. And then helping kids decide when to leave for school versus what time that school starts and setting a timer. So we do this a lot every single day in our house. So <laughs> kind of those beginning steps of let's work backwards. So what time does school start? 8.15. Okay, great. 
So let's see how, and this is to your point earlier, Kristen, using that time timer or using the time detective example. So Mm -hmm. how long do you think it takes us to get to school? Okay. How long do you think it's going to take you to get ready? And so kind of counting backwards. Okay. It takes such and such time. So let's start our clock at, you know, 750. That's when ours goes off 750. That's our prompt to go get our shoes on, grab what we need to grab backpacks and so on. And you know, start walking out the door because we we walk to school. And and then, you know, also we count back to to see, all right, well, what time do we need to get up based on mm-hmm. how long does it usually take us to get ready? So these are all, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, these are good life lessons too for when they're older right. and then when they start working, how can they organize themselves and mm-hmm. manage their time? So these are good kind of beginning steps that you can prompt your child through. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And, and I don't know if we have this later on in our, in, in our podcast today, but it's so important that kids start to learn this at this young age because they want to look, you want your kids to be able to say, oh, okay, do I have time to play right now? <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't because we have to leave the house in 15 minutes. So yeah. we don't have time to play. But, but if your child doesn't just can't really understand the concept of time or manage their time, then it's like, well, yes, I do have time to play mom, <laughs> you know, yeah, and so they want to. Kind of, yes, <laughs> exactly. So you're in that, that daily struggle and that battle. So, so yeah, definitely being more organized and strategic about that can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So when we get into our older kids and our teens, I think the biggest point here on this one is even though you think your kid can keep everything in their head, um, they can't. (laughs) So this is the one that that I hear um, most from families. They're like, well, my teen just doesn't want to use anything. He doesn't or she doesn't want to use a school planner or, or technology. And so, so we have to say, well, let's, let's try to find something that works for them. And then let's just, let's just, help them do that so they can manage their time a little bit better. So as we already mentioned, using things like a school planner or technology and really figuring out what your child's class does or what they use and leverage that technology. So do they use a Google calendar, an Outlook calendar? Um, Do they want to use their cell phone calendar? So just find what works for your child. And then when we get into our, our, our teens, really, um, finding some ways that you can then feed that support. So for our little ones, you know, you might be there, and I do this with my kids, like, okay, guys, you have five more minutes, or, oh, it's time for shoes, you know, mm-hmm. but as kids get older, we want to fade out our support a little bit so that they can be successful. So as Angie just mentioned, as they get older, they need to be able to, to look at the clock and say, oh, oh, man, I'm going to be late for school if I don't get moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with that, it's really looking at the clock and then being intentional. So kind of what I mentioned with the little ones of thinking, oh, do I have some more time to play? Uh, Once kids get into that, you know, their their teenage years, we want them to look at the clock and say, oh, actually, I don't have time to play. (laughs) I have to Mm -hmm. or I don't have time to to check that email or to send a message back to that friend. You know, I have Mm -hmm. to get ready for school and I've got to be out the door. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal, right? That's showing independence. And Mm -hmm. for some people that might take a while, and I know you and I were talking about this because we've worked our whole careers uh, with people with autism and developmental disabilities as well. And Mm -hmm. so for some people, some of those supports, those visual supports may not be faded out and that's okay. It's a way of helping people be more independent uh, without having to be verbally told, but they can have 
what we call our task analysis or their list of things. Okay, this is how I wash my hands. This is These are the steps involved in brushing teeth. And so that's okay if you can't fade those things out. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you think about it, we, we probably do this. I mean, I, I like to cook. Well, sometimes <laughs> I should say preface that was sometimes I like to cook when my kids are not in my face. And so I use a recipe, right? So like I might've cooked the same thing like three yeah. or four times, but I still have to go back and reference that recipe. Yeah. That's such a good example. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that's probably never going to be faded out for me. Right. I'm one of those ones that has yeah. to check the recipe like 50 times. Okay. Is that, no, was that teaspoon? Yeah, teaspoon. I'm just, uh, yeah, that's not my, yeah. not mm-hmm. my forte. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Yeah. So it, it makes so much sense. So there's, there's going to be things that as a parent you want to fade out, but being mindful that not everything is faded out. So you might use, as an adult, you might use to-do lists or you might use mm-hmm. a prioritization schedule, you know, you prioritize in your tasks and things like that. So for our yeah. teens, yes, we want them to be more independent, but we don't have to think about, well, how do I get rid of all these supports altogether? Right. right? Yeah. Um, well, and that's a good segue actually into our third mm-hmm. step, which is laying out your prioritization schedule. So when we were prepping for this podcast, I know we were trying to think about how do we reckon or how do we combine or integrate prioritization and time management? Cause they're right. very, very similar mm-hmm. and they have a lot of overlap. So when it comes to the younger kids, one of the things that we were discussing is talking to your kids about have to's nice to do and don't have time for maybe even using a color coding system. Something like red is, I must do this today. These are my homework items. And then nice to do is, okay, if I can, you know, maybe get some uh, holiday wrapping done for my friends, something like that. And I don't have time for for this today because I have to go to soccer practice. Mm -hmm. So prioritizing what you need to do and what you don't have time for. And so this starts to help kids with those kind of core time management skills of, look, we can't focus on something that is maybe a bit more um, in the nice to a nice to do or nice to have category when we have a test tomorrow. And so taking a pause and kind of prioritizing and looking at and surveying your day and even using colors to help can really get kids moving in that right direction towards uh, good time management. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. And this makes me think of that, the metaphor of the, the rocks with the pebbles in the sand. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I was looking this up a while back when I was prepping for a webinar and they had a kid version of it and it was pretty cool, but really what you could do with your child to help them kind of see what we're talking about is mm-hmm. your rocks are going to represent things like homework, right? Or your big tests you have to study for. Mm-hmm. Um, and your pebbles are going to represent something like things I like to do. So maybe going out and playing with my friend or uh, maybe it is coloring or watching TV. Um, and then the sand, actually the sand would probably represent rock watching TV, but your pebbles are going to represent things you, you need to do, but they're not kind of in that big category. So mm-hmm. maybe they could be pushed to the next day, we could say. Yeah. And then your sand is going to represent something like that, like watching TV or for teens. It might be like scrolling through social media or something mm-hmm. like that. And so what you would do with your kids is you would kind of put this out and then you would say, okay, well, let's put our rocks in the jar, our big rocks in the jar. Those are the things that we have to do. We, we can't, we have to study for that test. Let's put those in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, do you think the jar is full or could we fit some pebbles in there? And then you know, you do that with your child and then you try to put some pebbles in there. You put them in, you shake it up and then they all fall in. So you say, see, 
you do still have some time for some of the other things that you like to do, but mm-hmm. you don't have to do. And then you can do the same thing with the sand. So you say, and look, you know, you still have more time for some of the sand and that can sprinkle in there too throughout your day. So, you know, you are able to get everything in there, um, but we have to make sure we get these big things done first. So yeah. it's kind of a nice yeah. way to, to help your child see what you're talking about. Yeah, I guess you can contrast that with if we dump a bunch of sand in there and then we try to put rocks on top, they're not all going to fit. So exactly. I'm guessing yes. that's the main takeaway. That is the main takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The main takeaway is if we put all the, and this applies to adults too. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you put all your sand in there, which is basically like you're binge watching that show, that's really awesome. Or, you know, <laughs> scrolling through social media and then you're like, oh no, I have to, uh, I got to make dinner or, you know, yeah, I have to do some grocery shopping. And yes. Laundry. I got to go grocery shopping for the week. Yeah. If you, you know, you, you got to make time for some of those things that are more important mm-hmm. and you will still always have some time for the sand. Yeah. That's yes. a good one. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So talking about when we get into older kids and, and our teens in terms of prioritization. So this is where we want our, our teens to really start figuring out, okay, what is most important? So when kids are little, we might we might tell them a little bit, like, this is your priority or these are your big rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but when kids get older, we want them to start to be able to figure that out. So, for yeah. example, you know, we paid for your baseball season and, and you would rather go to the movies with your friend. But remember, like, we, we already committed to this. This was a commitment. Mm-hmm. And so we need to go to baseball. That's a bigger priority. Mm-hmm. So really important to help your child see uh, what what their priorities are. And then when we get to teens, I think this one's really important, but we want to talk with them about maybe over committing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, and this is why I mentioned it earlier, your teen can't keep everything in their head. So if they're trying to keep everything in their head, then they might double book themselves or they yeah. might over commit to something. And so it's like, oh yeah, sure. I can go and do that or I can help you with that. But Maybe they do have something else, a bigger priority. So really mm-hmm. want to talk with them about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's something that's often missed, I think, in mm-hmm. discussing. And that's something that a lot of people do, even as adults, overcommit right. or double book. And mm-hmm. there are simple ways to mitigate that. And so that's right. a really nice reminder for kids when we're just starting out having these discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, exactly. And then this next one actually... It kind of falls into our our step four, but I'll mention it here too because it applies. But having your child, when they're thinking about prioritizing tasks, maybe breaking up a really big task into smaller tasks. And Mm -hmm. so this could be if something is just so overwhelming and it's like, I'm never going to be able to fit that in today. And that's okay. We say, fine, you know, fit it into to the week. And, And maybe we break that up. We chunk out that project and we break it up throughout the week. And then you can make deadlines for each little small part of that big project. Yeah, I love that. You can right. sail right into adulthood with that one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, All awesome. right. Yeah, well, we're cruising through this. Um, so step four, and, and I kind of outlined these as steps because I think that as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you have to, you got to set up your environment first. You may got to think about your supports. You got to think about prioritization. And then when we get into thinking about some of the barriers now, so it's like, all right, we have everything set up good, but what's a barrier. And the biggest barrier for kids, teens and adults is probably procrastination. 
So it's dun, like, dun, dun. I just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's ne- uh, next. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> that's we're the, all, all guilty of that. Yeah, that's the kind of the other side of the coin to time management or proper time mm-hmm. management. That's uh, we, we were trying to think of the word. Remember last time, like what is what's the pitfall yeah. or what's <laughs> right, right, exactly the time management. Uh, you know. Killer, I guess, is yeah, yeah, (laughs) procrastination. So, oh, there's a the time. Oh, so in in I think it's in Smart but Scattered, which we mention this all the time. Um, Best book ever. Yes, yes, and um, it's called the Time Bandit. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's it. What is stealing your time? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another shout out to Smart but Scattered. The authors don't know who we are, but we love them. Um, yes, procrastination. So I think with the above example, what you were talking about, Kristen, breaking things down mm-hmm. is really, really important because those big tasks can, can overwhelm kids. They can overwhelm adults too. Oh, yeah. And definitely uh, invite procrastination to creep in uh, or can kind of make us frozen in a way. So thinking about breaking things down, it may be less um, I guess, overwhelming or less burdensome to start a big task when you say to yourself or you help your kids learn to break it down and say, all right, today, I know you're working on my daughter's having to recite a poem um, on Friday, right before they go on winter break. And mm-hmm. so we're like, okay, this is a several paragraph poem. It's pretty intense for third grade. And so yeah. I said, let's just Let's work on the first one. Don't even worry about the rest of them. They didn't actually have all that much time to do it too. So it was something we had to do every day. Kind of overwhelming, but we just covered the rest of it and said, let's just work on this first one for the first couple days. And then we'll cruise through the rest of them and kind of build up that um, fluency. So that was a way to kind of help her be a little less um overwhelmed and because i could tell she was starting to push it off to the side i don't want to do this i don't want to do this I'm, so she's kind of procrastinating mm-hmm. on it you so know, that yeah. is so it's such a good point you bring up because i i feel like that might be one of the the biggest reasons that people procrastinate i mean obviously if it's just a non-preferred task in general like mm-hmm. i don't want to do that so i'm gonna push that off a little bit but i do feel like that feeling of overwhelm can really mm-hmm. just kind of make people just not do it. It's like, oh, I have yeah. too much to do or I have too much on my list and I don't even know where to start. So right. yeah, so yeah. That's, a, that's a really important point. Yeah, and that is the time stealer because mm-hmm. you're not doing anything. And right. yeah. yeah, you're accomplishing nothing <laughs> at that point. It's like, but you no. just can't get over that hump. So I love that. I actually had a family mm-hmm. I was I was talking with, I think it was a couple of weeks ago and their son um, diagnosed with autism. He loves to make lists and he loves it. So he would make this list of all of his schoolwork and, and they would say he has like 16, 17 things on his list at all times and he loves mm-hmm. it. But then what would happen is if he got to something on his list that was that would take him longer than maybe like 15 or 20 minutes, he would just skip it. (laughs) So Mm. he was like, Nope, (laughs) that one's going to take me too long. So we talked about exactly that. We said, let's break that one project, that huge science project he's got to do. Let's break that up into several parts and put all of those on his list. So Mm -hmm. thinking about how long your child can, can actually focus and work on something and maybe everything in the list kind of fits into that number. So it's like, you don't want anything on the list that's going to be super overwhelming or going to take two hours. Let's break it up. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That can help kind of um, reduce the the risk of procrastination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also too, just thinking about, well, what's getting in the way? What right. is it that's causing this procrastination in general? And therefore, kind of affecting our good time management? Is it that we're just wanting to do something that's easier? Are we overwhelmed? Is something distracting us? TV, siblings wanting to play? So Mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning. So kind of assessing what the problem is, kind of framing the problem. What is causing poor time management and procrastination and, and what is leading to that? Yeah. It's so important to think about the distractors. I think that that's Mm -hmm. kind of, especially with the little ones, because kids are easily distracted. And so it's like, I, they might've been walking up to go get that shower, but then they found a couple books in their room (laughs) that they're like, you know what, actually, I think I'm going to read these. So it is important. And it kind of goes along with our our last podcast when we're talking about, um, you know, really just time or uh, task completion. Was it? Mm-hmm. Task completion? <laughs> what was our last podcast, Angie? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that before. Uh, let's get going. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, there we go. Starting task. So, yeah. yeah. So, it does. It does line up. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it lines up with like getting, getting, maybe getting into that shower, starting that, that afternoon routine. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Perfect. Um, so, then I guess this is the last one. So, moving on to our teens, thinking about when we get to teens and when we talk about, as I had mentioned before, kind of overbooking themselves or just have a lot going on, a lot Mm -hmm. of extracurriculars and maybe even social situations. And there's just a lot more moving parts when it comes to, to middle school and high school. And so think about what your, your teens day is like. So maybe put yourself in their shoes a little bit. Are they, are they overtired? Or as I had mentioned, you know, is that project huge? And they're like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm not going near it. So as Angie mentioned, you know, it's really important to help them assess like, okay, well, what's going on here? Why aren't you getting started on this activity? And mm-hmm. same thing goes for teens, you know, just trying to figure out what's the holdup here. Yeah. Yeah. And so just a few pointers that you can give them. So I think once you figure out, okay, what's the holdup here? Let's, let's kind of identify it. And then we could talk with your teen about, or you could talk with your teen about some strategies for that. So doing it right away for those really simple, small tasks. So Mm -hmm. um, kind of funny that I'm going to throw my husband out here, but he, he does this and it kind of drives me crazy (laughs) because (laughs) I don't do this, but, but it's a little bit different for him. So what he'll do is like, he'll say, Oh, well, this was a, a example from a long time ago, but he was like, I really need a new pair of shoes. And, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm going to go get them. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. And I was like, right now? He's like, yeah, because if I don't do it right now, I'm going to forget and I'm not going to do it. And I was like, ah, huh, okay. So I think that, you know, maybe not going and getting shoes, but, but in those moments where it's like, I can do it right mm-hmm. now, maybe it won't take you so long and just kind of checking it off your to-do list. And that's going to help you avoid procrastination because mm-hmm. you, you've gotten started on something. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to start <laughs> doing that. Um, so for, for our, our, um, for our teens too, thinking about, this is where we can get into that discussion. And I think you could do this with little ones too, but saying, well, how are you going to feel after you complete that? Or mm-hmm. if you get started on it now, instead of maybe tomorrow morning, how much better will you feel? And and really right. walking them through that and then saying, well, how do you feel when you rush through it? So how do you feel when you wait? And so for your daughter's example, you know, how would she feel if she waited until Thursday <laughs> to study for that mm-hmm. or to memorize that poem? 
she probably wouldn't feel so great. So it's, it's like, I think that we can start telling them that now let's think about your feelings and in that moment. And then that can help hopefully help avoid some of that. This actually came up last week. I was working with a mom and her son really is having a hard time with time management and procrastination around homework. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And she said, you know, he really does. Once he gets that momentum going and when he's kind of getting towards the end and when he is done, he says, I feel so great. I'm so glad that I did that. Now I'm done. It feels good. And so we actually have kind of a visual cue up in his workspace or on his desk that reminds him, Hey, remember how, how good it feels when you're done and, you know, just get it done, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that they've wanted to really embrace and, and try. Yeah, so. it's such a it's such a good point because I think that little kids, teens, and adults, it's even if there are things that we don't want to do, usually you feel better after you accomplish them. Mm-hmm. So it's like just <laughs> figuring out a way. And I love that idea, just putting up a cue that says, hey, remember how you feel when you finish this? Try that mm-hmm. out and get going. So, so yeah. speaking of cues, I think for teens too, you could help your child brainstorm. Maybe what are their goals and do they want to go to a certain college or do they want to you know, play a certain sport, but they've got have to have, you know, X amount of, of uh, skill level there. So mm-hmm. have, helping them identify those goals and then write that out. So that can serve again as, as a motivator to say, okay, well, I do have to practice. Maybe that's a big rock. I've got to practice and, yeah. and putting up some cues to remind them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, I think we kind of wrapped it all up, different components all involved in time management and reducing Mm -hmm. the risk of procrastination. Should we do a a quick little recap? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go through it. Okay. So step one, setting up a conducive environment for our old or younger kids. We've got, you know, making sure there's a place for things, place for completed versus needs to be completed for older teens and or older kids and teens, definitely we're ramping that up. So folders on your computer and your emails, organizing your workspace, um, that also can apply to things like being successful at school with lockers and changing classes and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Step two, identify those visual and auditory supports so that your child can manage their time. So for our little ones, we're thinking about things like visual timers and clocks and family calendars, monthly calendars, and really helping your child work backwards with the clock and say, okay, how much time do I have to do this? When do I need to start? And for our older kids, thinking about also school planners and leveraging that technology, but thinking about ways to fade some of your support and leaning on some of that technology to help them, some cues or reminders for them to to get some of that stuff done, but helping your, your team be intentional when they look at the clock. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And then step three, laying out your prioritization system. So for younger kids, helping them understand and kind of categorize have to's, nice to do's, and don't have time for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can apply that to our older kids and teens as well. Also with those folks, <laughs> those, those kids and teens, <laughs> thinking about helping them make decisions on what's important. Mm -hmm. So almost building a criteria, if you will. And also talking about what overcommitting can do and the consequences of that. So how we can, uh, how can we, you know, address and prevent that? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And then the last one, step four. So dealing with the beast of procrastination. <laughs> um, so for our little ones, um, breaking things down. So so really breaking down those big tasks into smaller tasks, because of course that, that can be really overwhelming. And so figuring out what it is that's, that's getting in the way and, and helping them stay on task and, and really avoid some of that procrastination. And for our teens, making sure to to have them, again, you know, kind of figure out what's going on here. Why are you procrastinating? And then helping them understand that, hey, just do it, do something, get something going. If it's easy, do it right away. And if if you if you can help them think about, well, how are they going to feel afterward? And and maybe using Mm -hmm. some visual cues or some goal setting there. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Covered a lot of ground. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's see. Um, Our last segment, Real Talk with Real Moms, this is Mm -hmm. definitely, so time management is something that I think a lot about with our family, with our kids. And I I feel like I've said this so many times that I'm really trying to ramp it up. I'm really trying to (laughs) (laughs) work on this. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) last week, especially, I don't know what it was. I think just getting close to winter break, I really wanted to try to um, go full force before we had a little break. And I, I said, look, guys, I'm not, I can't be motoring you through this. Now you're in first and third grade. We have to start being a bit more responsible. You have to start managing yourself and managing your time. And so I set the timers, but I didn't give them a reminder of what they needed to do. I said, mm. you know, what, think about what you need, think about what you need to do. Think about what needs to be done before basketball practice or taekwondo, you know, so was trying to start fading back my visual or my verbal prompts a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and I did a little test. I said, look, I'm going to let you guys figure it out and kind of manage yourselves. And, you know, taekwondo starts at 415 today. So, you know, just be, be prepared, set your timer. And it, uh, I think I (laughs) went a little too fast because, 415 or uh, 410 came around and they're running around and playing and I was like okay I think I think I relied or I put too much on them right away I think I um did yeah it was too abrupt (laughs) we'll just say that so we got down there and I said I'm not packing stuff I'm not packing your water bottle I just kind of wanted to do a little test Mm -hmm. and we got down there there was no water bottle there was no taekwondo no. belt. So, oh, the belt. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my little. You, they will they even let you do it without the belt. I feel like that's like the the staple part of your uniform. <laughs> yeah, luckily we live really close, and so that came back to bite me because oh, I had to go back to get it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> lesson learned is that I faded out too quickly. I think I was, mm-hmm. just, but you know, I was using it as maybe a teachable moment. Like, Hey, if you rely 100% on your mom and you're right. not responsible for your own time management, then this is kind of what happens. You start rushing and then you race out the door and you forget half your stuff. So, right. um, maybe I'll just use that as like a kickoff event and yeah. <laughs> reference it. And then exactly. maybe I'll go back a little bit and start fading out my supports a little bit more gradually. So yeah. that's on me. I was just going to say, this is a good situation to, you can at least reference and say, Hey, remember that time that I let you guys yeah. get ready all by yourself um, and manage <laughs> your own time. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, good. Yeah. So, so yeah, your girls, I think are into that age where you really do have to, 
maybe not, maybe not so abruptly in their case, but um, you really do have to kind of start pull, thinking about pulling back some of those supports. And, and I know we have a lot of listeners probably who have little ones and, and I think you can still work on time management for little ones. So of course, yes, you're going to be, like I said, I still manage my kids time quite often. I say, okay, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's get your shoes on, get your socks on. Oh, you got to get dressed. You know, so I'm still doing that, but I, I'm still trying to insert some some uh, time management techniques in there. So mm-hmm. I'll give a couple examples. So um, I have two examples of this. So our evening routine, I've been, really been trying to help my kids see that dinner is at a certain time. And I think we talked about this a long time ago, but you know, dinner is, it, let's just say it depends on the day, but maybe 5.45 or 6. And it's like, you have mm-hmm. to finish dinner by 6.30 because then we have to get a bath and we have to, and if you want a snack, you know, then snack time is over <laughs> past seven, no more snacks. Right. So I've really been helping them try to see that. Like if you, so my daughter in particular, who's three, but she doesn't want to eat over dinner when it's time for dinner. And then at like seven o'clock, she's like, I want my dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, dinner's over. You, you, you missed your dinner window. And, and usually it's her requesting for some sort of snack because my son gets one because he always eats all his dinner. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that with them to just help them see. And so now I give those reminders and I say, okay, it's 630. That means you should be finishing up dinner. And if you want your snack, you have to finish in the next 10 minutes or so. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to be bath and then bed and you're not going to have time for a snack. So I think that you, know, you could do that with your little ones. And then I have another example because it just happened last night. Um, <laughs> so my son, he it's his spirit week for, for school. So wearing um, all, all like just kind of geared up Christmas stuff. And so he is supposed to dress like a candy cane today. <laughs> and <laughs> I know. And I didn't, I actually didn't. So I got the note, but I had it set out and we had stuff for all the other days, but I didn't really have anything for candy cane. And so I was like, um, okay. So last night I went in his room and I was, I said, Hey, let's figure out what you're going to wear right before bed. I was like, let's figure out what you're going to wear as a candy cane tomorrow. And he said to me, why can't we do it in the morning? And then it was a perfect <laughs> opportunity for me to say, well, it's probably going to take us like 15 minutes to dig through this box of random clothes right here and find something red and white. So I was like, it's going to take some time. And so, so um, I was like, we're not going to have time in the morning because he actually has to leave by seven 15. So I was like, we're just, we're not going to have time for that. Yeah. I know so early for a five-year-old. Yeah. So we did it and and we, we found some stuff for a candy cane and then it took like 15 minutes. And so I, that was my Mm -hmm. opportunity to say, see, we couldn't have done this in the morning tomorrow. We wouldn't have had time to do this. So it's a good thing we did it tonight. Huh? And he was like, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so I think with your little ones, you can definitely start working on that. Yeah. I love that. You're kind of starting the process. You're building those, having those building blocks. And I think, um, We've talked about this throughout our podcast, but just modeling and maybe narrating what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning stages when your kids are kind of getting, so I think, yeah, he's five. So he's starting to get geared up for learning those elementary concepts of time management. So Mm -hmm. walking him through, this is my process, or this is the rationale for why we're going to do it the night before and kind of get them prepped. So that's great. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's it for our gosh, our 19th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. Thank you for joining us. And on our next episode, we are going to be talking all about goal setting. And that's going to be in the new year. So pretty appropriate for January. So mm-hmm. join us for that one. And until then, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. 
You've been listening to Behaviorally Speaking with Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi, brought to you by Will of Rethink Division. Find out more at will.com. You can find past podcast episodes under the resources tab. We also invite you to subscribe, follow, like, and leave us feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback helps us prepare topics and content for future episodes. Until next time, have a great day.